A young woman is able to escape her miserable reality by jumping down the rabbit hole to land where nothing makes sense. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Welcome to the Walt Vault, episode 97. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. 97. Week 312 of quarantine. Yeah, we're, we're still <coughs> in here. Still doing it. Captain's Log, day 285. <laughs> 12 days later. You know the funniest part about all this? It's not really that funny, but Michelle said in our first episode when Shelter in Place had been put in, she said something about coronavirus, and Andre, you were like, well, now this isn't, this isn't timeless anymore, like, and it's... <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess none of these are technically timeless. All of our, like, not all of our episodes talk about something specific. Yeah, oh well. So now all of this is very, with the... With the quarantine. With the, with the times, yes. With the time. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast in the far, far future, just know that uh, stuff is not great right now, but that's okay, because this week... I'm we... more worried about my allergies than anything, let's be real. <laughs> okay. My eye right now, woo! This week, we are talking about the 2010 live-action Disney film, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. That song is not even in this movie. Right, it's like, Alice, Alice, Alice. Oh, Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, so this was a live action remake, which came out about 10 years ago. Uh, It's so funny because I graduated. I know. I graduated in the year 2011 from high school. So I think I relate movies like to that date, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it came out after 2011, like after high school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was 10 years ago. Well, when watching this movie, I didn't seem to like 10 years ago to me. Like, it didn't feel like it was made 10 years ago. It could have been made yesterday. Yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. I mean, last I guess what it Last, shut up. That's how, that's how Adeline says yesterday now is last yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> but I mean, at least like quality wise of like, the CGI and the props yeah, and stuff. We're all, yeah, we're all pretty timeless. I thought it was pretty timeless. too dated, except for um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I did not like their faces at all. I mean, I don't think I like the actor. That's the actor, though. Yeah. Right. He's, 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 got a, he's got a weird face, and they put him into an even weirder body. Yeah. So it's just well, a it actually, I don't even mean to be weird, but it, like, fit him perfectly, though. <laughs> I don't disagree that it's weird, but he looks like that. You like, make yeah. perfect Humpty Dumpty. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this film was directed by Tim Burton, who you know from um, lots of things. Uh, the title Shut card up. on Nightmare Before Christmas All and uh, Frank and Weenie and some other non Disney stuff. Disney. Oh my gosh, this is our third Tim Burton then. Yeah. yeah. Um, right? No, yeah. Frank and Weenie was like 2011 or 12. I've never seen the movie. Oh, we did it already. Oh, our third Tim Burton movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is far more than the third (laughs) Tim Burton movie in his repertoire. No, I thought she meant, like, for Disney. Right, right, right. You know. Um, Okay, anyways, we're going to go with first impressions. Luis, you you could start us off on this. Where'd your hat go? 
this he was wearing a hat did you see his hat he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't need a hat because he he's repping your cool haircut you gave him i did just give him the megan rapino y'all he looks real good we're all good. No, but he was wearing like the little party hat. Where did yeah, he? Oh, his crown. His crown. Yeah. He was the king of the podcast for a second. He was the podcast queen. Anyway, your first impression, sir. It's a good movie. I liked it a lot. It's a good movie, and he liked it a lot. That's great. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a first impression, y'all. Amen. Take notes. That's a first impression. Good movie. He liked it a lot with a <laughs> smile. That's all we can ask from old man negative. All right, Andre, you're up next. What's um, your first impression of this first movie? First impression, it's a good movie, and I liked it a lot. I, I, I like this movie. It's, it's a fun um, pseudo-sequel to the, to the original animated one, and I, and I kind of forgot that. I thought it was just like a, more of a direct remake. But I thought so, too. Upon watching it this time, it was, it was fun that it was, it was different in that way. Agreed. Okay, Emily, first impression? It was good, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> um. I thought it was a really good movie. I've seen this. I've seen it. This is probably like my third time seeing it. And I've liked it every viewing. And um, I I dig the, the way that it connects to the original. It shows you like all of the remade scenes as it would be in a live action remake. Yeah. But it's it's showing you in like a different time period, which was really cool. Um I like the different side of the characters. They're a lot more grown up than they would have been in the original because so much quote unquote time is passed. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Even it was the, kind of masterful the way they did that. Even I like the Wonderland it. characters. That was cool. Yeah. 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 I agree. My first impression is a really good movie and I liked it. Um, it was a good movie. It, it, I think it's probably the best out of the Alice in Wonderland remakes. I, I don't remember this one as much. I remember the more recent one because Andre and I did go see that one in the theater. I think this is probably my second or was, third time seeing this. Was there only two? It was this one and the time one? Correct. The Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Yeah. That one is significantly inferior to it, this one. Yeah. In my opinion. In my... Uh, Luis likes that one. Uh, I like would that say one. it is. Yeah, With, really? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. It's okay. He likes the guy. He likes... Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays him plays him very well. What's his yeah. name? Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is the actor's name. Yeah. He played Borat. No, what's his name? Borat. Thank he, you. He's like the time guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luis I mean, likes Borat. I think I prefer this one. And I, I didn't remember that it was a sequel, like a reimagined sequel either. But what I, I think why I connect to this one the most is because when I was in high school, the year that this movie came out, we did a song in choir that was based off of the poem that this movie was written about. You guys went the same thing. Too. No, we went out in high school together. Because I was singing in my head. I was like, all Mimsy were the burrow groves and the moans of raft out Gabe. And then I Yeah, let me tell you about how. And I was like singing it in my head. And I was like, yeah, that's why we did this song, you know, because like this movie. Being Mimsy in the. Well, Andre, were you in choir the year we sang that or no? No, I didn't do that. Because we definitely sang it at my school too. And um, so, yeah. It like stuck with me and I'm like, it actually kind of makes sense because some of the nonsense words they're saying is just like kind of weird, but I'm like, oh, it's from the poem. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's all, uh, yeah. like, it can like, I can like get past all of that and it's like, whatever. But um, I really like it. It's a really good movie. And I yeah. think in the realm of live actions, like if we're just talking specific Disney live action remakes, the Alice in Wonderlands and the Maleficent's are the best ones. 
those are the ones that I can watch and like be okay with. Uh, most of the remakes, there's only like two remakes that I really like out of the, I don't know how many they've done now. Um, so I'm okay with these because they're like a reimagined story based mm-hmm. on the original, which I, I like so much more than mm-hmm. just like a straight shot remake. Like if it was just a straight shot remake of Alice in Wonderland, I don't need, I don't need to see the, the clams and the, and the walrus and all that. The walrus like, and the I'm good. I'm good. I mean, that, that could have been cool. No. Like, it would have been interesting to no. see that exact story played out in, in, a, in a live action setting. But I am very, very glad that they decided to, to do something different. I don't need to see her busting out a house. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't need any of that. It was, it, was, it was a great reimagined story. Very simple. Borderline PG-13. Okay. When I saw <laughs> some of those heads in the river i was like mm, this could be scary for a kid i get it's pg and i was scared on the screen in the beginning where it said pg it said because of a smoking caterpillar and i was like laughing so hard i was like that's why it's pg not the heads in the river yeah that was basically it which is which is interesting because this movie definitely does not seem like it's made for kids like it, no. it, in comparison to the to the cartoon alice in wonderland it's much more adult and dark and confusing like yeah like tim burton took off with your head real literally and he wanted to show it to you he was like this is what off with your head means children and frogs i would say that this was more like a teenager young adult like audience yeah like 12 13 14 age right yeah agreed did you say did addy watch it yeah most of it sometimes mostly Mostly with like the creatures, mm-hmm. not so much uh, the head, because she had no idea what no that idea. even meant. Like the uh, bandage uh, match and the yeah, all those yeah. Surprisingly, she wasn't really freaked out about the um. Understand? No, not or the, the bandage match. The Jabberwocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because we've watched The Hobbit and she thought it was like smog or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. You've seen one dragon, you've seen them all. She's right? like, that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, she's like. Dragons aren't scary. Fine. It, was, it was actually this talking dragon was voiced by uh, Christopher Lee. Um, the show. Um, as Count Dooku. Who? Count Dooku. He's Count Dooku in uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars Attack of the Clones. Oh. So who was he here? He's the one that's like the robot. That no, had... no, no, no. He's not the robot. No. That's he, not Dooku? He's, he's a regular guy. He's uh. got the red uh, lightsaber and he cuts off Anakin's arms and he fights. Okay, Luke. but who is he here? He's the Jabberwocky. The Jabberwocky. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So let's get about, talk about how this movie starts out. Because I don't, I don't remember how this movie starts out at all. Like, I remember things with the Bandersnatch and the Jabberwocky. But, like, the opening scenes are just Alice in Wonderland, like, basically going to being courted. Well, what's her name? Alice. Alice Kingsley. Kingsley, thank you. She's going to be courted, right? And all of this scene is just so entirely awful to me that I love it. It's so ridiculous. They're all there for her engagement party, which she doesn't even know. Um, Hold on, pause. You fourteen? Pause. Okay, yeah, you're, you're way off. <laughs> skirt, skirt. That is not how the movie starts. Did you watch it? Not how original? It's not the opening scene, but those scenes. Okay, you want to talk about opening with the dad? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's important. <laughs> okay, sure. So, like, very short. Alice, as a young girl, is absolutely enamored with her dad. 
-hmm. Her dad is very important to her and he is a tradesman, a captain. He seems to have like fleets and an investor and he wants to go and he wants to establish trade routes all over the world. Yeah, he's the Tony Uh, Stark of 1645 or whatever. Whatever. (laughs) No, I don't know. Because because they hadn't established um, trade routes with China yet. Right. So it's, and it's so funny because I didn't really understand like the importance of that until the end of the movie, but it was kind of a masterful like time period to put her in because the new world and traveling to like foreign places was like her wonderland at the end. So I think it was really smart the way that they put it in history for us, like as humans and regular people. According to Wikipedia, Uh, it was 1871 actually. Okay. I was going to say 18. So you were right. I don't know. I was going to put him in like the 1200s. I don't know what's happening in history. Right. Yeah. But um, anyway. You've, <laughs> you, you've, you've seen them all. You know? It seemed pretty medieval to me. I don't know. Um, they didn't have TVs or microwaves, okay? It was medieval times. Um, <laughs> it's the straight up dark ages over here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just so she loves her dad. She's enamored with the idea of travel and all this kind of stuff and but she has a recurring dream over and over and over and it's like a nightmare to her as a kid um that she's falling down a dark hole that she sees a rabbit that all kinds of stuff that we know from wonderland is happening to her in her dream um then we fast forward to her being an adult dad has died she's super upset mom's a mess but expects her to be perfect miss england high society high society society, greatness And she's very obviously just doing her and wants to be her own woman. And she's very modern um, or atypical, I guess. It's not even considered modern in that time period, but whatever. She's young, right. too. She, she's she, like a teenager, right? Like 17, she's not, she's 15? Ni- she's 19. 19. It was 10 years later from when she was a nine-year-old girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, and she's definitely a weirdo. Like, that's, that's, that, that is made very apparent during this entire party that she is forced to go to. Yes. Uh, is that everybody else acts uh, normal or whatever, and Alice is gazing off into the, into the clouds to see funny birds, and she's looking at bushes. And I mean, she is odd because she, when she was dancing with the guy she was supposed to be courted to, she's just, like, saying things, and, and that dude is like, Ugh, Oh, you mean uh, Percy Weasley? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is not, not him. <laughs> no, it's not. No. But uh, don't you insult her. <laughs> I shouldn't stereotype yeah. these, hey, these redheads. We uh, need to pause it? real fast. Let me do a hairy insertion here. Ooh. Luis has never read the books, but he's seen all the movies. Um, but right now we're reading the first one as a family because we got the picture illustrated Ooh. version for oh, Christmas, nice. and we're reading it. And he already is totally hooked, like, because, you know, the book is great. And, um, but we will remember this conversation about him saying, don't get bad on Percy Weasley, because Percy, you know, right? You guys have read it. Yes, he's a rule follower, which is... Hey, he's head boy. He's a Louis. He's a prefect. Oh, my God. No, but remember (laughs) what happens later on in the story? Yeah, we know. Absolutely. We know. Can't wait. Have fun, uh, yeah. So that's why. So, this dude, point being, Luis got lots to learn about Mister Percy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's why. That's kind of why Hamish reminds me of Percy just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. He's head boy. Yeah, he's definitely head boy. Uh, but Alice is, <laughs> you know, she's neither here nor there with him. I don't think she's interested in romance of any kind with any of these people. I don't think she. She's just not all there, and she thinks about her dreams all the time, like constantly. Well, I, I don't think she think- has it every night. 
I'm yeah, sure she has know. the same dream every night. But I don't, I wouldn't say that she's like, like psychotic or anything. Right. She's, she's, she's not like, psychotic, but uh, weird. she's like a normal girl who's yeah. like, I don't like this kind of life. This exactly. isn't me. Exactly. And, and they all put it upon her that she's super weird because of that. But uh, yeah, she's definitely not, not all there. She's super smart and, uh, and observant. And I think that's, that's why they think that she's weird. Um, so she has a couple of conversations with some and she been mo- Oh, I was going to say, had she been, you know, born like 50, 60 years earlier, they would have called her a witch because she's too forward thinking. Like, right. you know what I mean? And, uh, so they're all telling her to like, go get married or whatever. Cause you don't want to end, end up like old aunt Agnes or whoever it was. Imogene. Imogene. That's right. Agnes. <laughs> she looks like an Agnes. Um, she- and. Speaking of, wasn't she the old lady in Harry Potter? Yeah, wasn't she Hagrid's like lady in the Goblet of Fire? Um, what's her name? The Baton Rouge ladies. Yeah, (laughs) the Baton Rouge from from Bleu Baton. Bleu Baton. Bleu Baton. Um, Madame Lestrange. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't remember. Um, but it'll it'll come to me at some point during this. I'm sure. Not relevant in the moment. Yeah, so Aunt Imogene, she's 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 kind of nuts. She thinks there's a prince out there waiting for her, and uh, she you know she's just got to wait for him a little bit longer. Um, she talks to her sister. Her sister tells her to just get married. You can be just like me and my husband, and we'll be perfect. And everything. Yeah, her husband happy. kiss another ladies. <laughs> her husband is over there <laughs> smooching in the bushes in broad daylight, not even really very well hidden. Like uh, Alice just walked up on you, and then another person just walked up on you too. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a good like, hiding spot. Dude, to, come to be on. Cheating. Um, and then she talks to uh, the grandmother, Hamish's grandmother, who is like the owner of the property, I believe. And uh, and she's Hamish's mom. It was her. It was his mom. That was his mom. Okay, she's a little old. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely his mom. My grandma. So was making that face. Like, what do you mean it's his grandma? Whatever. <laughs> I was getting grandma vibes hardcore. Um, that was his mom. <laughs> This, Megan, or what? Not good. Oh, Luis is criticizing the haircut I gave him right now. In the middle of the podcast, Lou. Hey, drop it in the comments if you think Luis's hair looks fly. Oh. Hey, Michelle, let's not talk about what you people do in the middle of the podcast. Okay, you're the last. Eating a rice cake with caramel. Okay. I'm talking about now. I'm talking in the past. During During this conversation with the grandma looking mom. Uh, Alice sees a rabbit in a waistcoat. Okay, he's running around and he's uh, in and out of the bushes. Oh wait, I, I just seen a rabbit, a rabbit in a waistcoat. In a waistcoat. <laughs> she goes off. She follows the rabbit. She gets distracted a couple more times by some people, and then she full on uh, mells away. Down, down, down. She goes. Yes. Oh, after she gets proposed to, of course. In front of everybody, lined up like in lines, just waiting for her to get proposed to. I told Andre if he had done that and there were just people like lining up to propose to me, like waiting for me to get proposed. Absolutely not. I mean, there were people waiting for you to get they proposed. They were lined up all like. Okay. First that off. That was so awkward. Oh my God. First off, what do you mean, Michelle? I drove hours and lined myself up no. to watch you get proposed. Like they and were you, you in like soldier like... lines, like in front of this gazebo. That was I weird. soldier lined in front of the Little Mermaid ride <laughs> okay. at Disneyland. And you pretty okay. much made it evident to Andre that he had to propose at Disneyland with a million people around. In front of the Little Mermaid ride. Thank you. I'm going to do that. You told him <laughs> practically what day to engage you on. Uh-uh. No, I, I did that no, all my No, we own. did that. Anywho. 
Um, yes, there is an audience for Alice's proposal. Hamish stands there. He says, uh, hey, you, you trying to get hitched? And Alice goes through all of the reasons why it would be a good idea. She's like, well, you're a lord, <laughs> and uh, you've got money, and I'd be taken care of, and uh, I guess I'd I don't want to end up like my aunt. Right. <laughs> and Jesus is like, where did my fruits to come? And she's like, nah, <laughs> this is all terrible. I can't uh, deal with this or your, or your red hair. And so she runs away. She runs away from, from uh, red everybody oh. at the engagement. <laughs> And uh, she falls down a hole and, and down the rabbit hole. Down, down, she down goes. she goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Addie literally said, no, falling. <laughs> she was all upset. She was like, what? She's, she's in this mode now where she asks me what's happening all the time. Mama, oh what happened? Mama, what happened? Mama. Like, she's so concerned because she's falling and falling and, oh, hit a bed. Or, ah, <laughs> hit a piano. Or, Mama, <laughs> Mama, what you doing? What's she doing? What are you doing? Like, watch the movie and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. That's There's hilarious. Watch it. That's a whole other story. Uh, hilarious. Michelle does the same thing. We'll watch a movie. Well, uh, what I do in movies is I get confused. I'm like, who is that? Where that? <laughs> Where that person come from? Especially in like Endgame and stuff. I'm like, what? What's those? I don't know what's going on. Oh okay, <clears throat> whatever. After our marathon. <sighs> anyway, it's fine. Anyway, she fell down the hole, and it, it's basically like how it was in the first movie. She ends up in this room with a bunch of doors. There's a key on the table, and she has to find which door it opens. It opens the smallest door, right? So she drinks the potion, but then the key's on the table. So it's very much exactly like the animated one in that sense. She has to drink or eat the cake to grow big. And in the background are some of the characters talking like, wait, didn't you remember this from the first time? It's like the, the mouse and the bunny and Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And they're like, why didn't she remember this? So we they we know that they remember her, but she does not remember them. So that's and that she's been there before, you know. Um, Yeah, they don't know. Which is cool. I think that's really cool because I was just assuming she just was going there for the first time or whatever. Yeah. You know, it took me the second time to watch this to, I guess, grasp that this was not. Not her first the original, movie. original one. That this was a follow-up. Yeah. Which I think is clever. So once she finally gets through the door, um, she's smaller, obviously, still. But they're they're t- talking about her just straight up. Like, I told you we don't have the right Alice. She wouldn't remember this. So they're trying to find a very specific Alice, which it seems like the White Rabbit has been looking for. Which is interesting because you think he would remember where the other Alice had come from, in my mind. Right. But um, they need a specific Alice because that has been prophesized that this Alice will slay the Jabberwocky so that the White Queen will reign again over Underland, not Wonderland. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I get it. It's because it's underground, but like, eh. Well, I think I, I, I'm not, and I'm not positive. I, I, I don't think I've read the book since I was pretty small, but I think that's from the book. Is that the, the place is called Underland. And Alice, she's kind of a ditz. Well, she's a ditz, and she's really young, so she's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Oh, Wonderland! I got it. I heard what you're saying." And okay. <laughs> you know, and she does it with a with a lot of the different um, phrases and things in in the land. Uh, but yeah, this place is called Underland, and there's a whole there's a whole uh, insurgence happening where the Red Queen is is reigning over everything, and she's 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 kind of tough. Um, but the White Queen is sequestered off in her own beautiful castle with her own beautiful people. And uh, 
and is just waiting for her opportune moment to uh, to take the crown back. Yeah. So in order for them to decide if they have the right Alice, they decide to take her to Absalom, which is our lovely caterpillar played by Mr. Snape himself. Alan Rickman. When we were watching it, we like remembered that he was the caterpillar and we were like, oh, that's him. Because when we had saw the most recent Alice in Wonderland in the theater, he had like just died. And then that movie <laughs> came out and we were like, oh, it's the last thing he did. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Sad. Snape himself. Um, yeah. yeah, Luis and I looked at each other and we're like, Bleh. yeah. So anyway, he but he was so Snapey still. Even yeah. though he didn't have his black hair, and it, he but still he, was super Snapey. He had smoke. And, uh, that kind of that kind of added to the persona a little bit. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, Mr. I I love Alan Rickman. Potter. Um, <laughs> Alice. So he asks Alice the the, the classic question of uh, Who are you? And. Uh, She's like, I'm Alice, you know, whatever. He's like, you're, you're, you're barely Alice. You're almost Alice. You're, you're not, you're not Alice as, as you should be, or whatever. And that kind of, that kind of gets in her head, and she, uh, she moves on. Um, where does she go after Absalom? Well, they get attacked by the Bandersnatch. Oh yeah, that's right. So this movie definitely has a lot more action than, uh, than the original Alice in Wonderland did. Okay, there's, there's a whole bunch of, bunch of fairly cool fight scenes. Uh, that happened in this in this CGI world. So, the Bandersnatch, which is like a polka dot bear dog, uh, he uh, he jumps in, and the 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 tea mouse uses a tiny the door mouse. The door mouse. The tea mouse. Doesn't she pop out of a teapot at some point? Uh, the, no, but the, she's the, called a door. The door mouse <laughs> pulls out her tiny yeah. sword and uh, stabs the Bandersnatch right in the eye. Pulls the eye right out, which is. Uh, Pretty gross, <laughs> in my opinion. I didn't. I didn't necessarily love that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then they escape, but they but they split ways. I believe Alice goes off on her own, and uh, well, like they all get taken. It's only Tweedledee and Tweedledum and Alice left. The Dormouse um, start taking them towards. Yeah, the the White Rabbit has to go back to work at the castle. Well, he gets captured, so that's why he has to work at the castle. Mm-hmm. But. Well, then this giant flying bird just takes Tweedledee and Tweedledum, like, okay, bye. The dodo. Um, but it's okay, because the Cheshire Cat find her. Found her. The Cheshire finds Cat. Finds her. <laughs> <laughs> My English isn't great today. <laughs> uh, the Cheshire Cat Forever. was by Stephen Fry. Um, I like the Cheshire Cat in this movie a lot. In the, first, in the original Alice in Wonderland, he's not that helpful. Like he's he's a trickster. He's that's the whole point. But at least he's a little bit more helpful in this movie. Yeah, he's on the right side of history in this one. I think in the first one you don't really know exactly where he stands. Uh, he like because he brings up the the Red Queen a bunch of times, but he doesn't necessarily like disparage her or anything like that. Um, yeah, but and he's kind of like that at first in this movie. But um, it just like in the. Original movie, he's going to take her to the Mad Hatter, my favorite character in this movie, played by Mr. Johnny Depp himself. Johnny Depp just does so good at playing really eccentric characters. Jonathan Depp. Jonathan Depp. <laughs> Johnny Dubs. Johnny Dubs. Uh, Luis, yeah. who's your favorite character in this movie? I think the only reason why I like this movie is because of Johnny Depp. If it was anyone else, I probably would not like him. He plays a Mad Hatter perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, he does. 
he like I said, he does such a good job of playing an eccentric character. And they really play more on the fact that the Hatter has gone kind of mad in these movies. Like, yes, he was mad in the OG ones, too. But I'm like, he's still there having a tea party, like, 10 years later. Get it together, sir. Yeah, uh, he, well, it's... it's and, your, and your bunny friend, who is even... But he's crazy. also leading the insurgents. Right. He, he's, he's very Secretly. interesting in this movie, because... Uh, yeah, not not only is he like a mad hatter and he's he's kind of crazy and stuff like that, but his his backstory of uh, of having this this deep trauma has really has really turned him into a very specific <laughs> kind of crazy person. And it's it's funny to me thinking that like if Johnny Depp had been cast as the Joker at some point, how similar this would be to that performance. You know what I'm saying? It would probably work. pretty. Big I don't know if he'd be breaking out in an Irish accent as quite as often, but I think it'd be other than that, pretty, Man. pretty close. I won't lie. It. I really like that when he gets mad and his whole face, like the makeup changes and he gets all dark and scary, and he's like this really like ominous Irishman. Irish brogue and stuff and things. I, I can't even repeat any of the stuff he's. And the gun be web. Nonsense words. Nonsense words. Nonsense words in an Irish accent. Yes, he's he's dead men tell no tales. (laughs) What what is their like their like signature line? Is it down with the bloody red baron? What do they say? Big head. Oh, down with big head. Big head. That's right. Bloody big head. Down with the bloody big head. (laughs) I'm not good at the show. Yeah, so we you're pretty good at Scottish. Definitely learn more backstory in this movie. In the original Alice in Wonderland, there is no white queen that we see or know of necessarily. Um, but At least not in the animated version. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, in the animated version. Um, but in this, there is. So there is a conflict. It's like, you know, Wicked Witch of the West going on. There's some wickedness going on here. But we have the white queen and the red queen, which, of course, the white queen is good and the red queen is bad. Right? A, big head. a very big head. Um, so the red queen is the oldest and therefore should have the crown, but the red queen is crazy, so it should go to the white queen. So the white queen was basically ruling in her kingdom, and the red queen sent in the Jabberwocky and basically like Daenerys, the whole thing, yeah, Daenerys she, Targaryen she up in a, here. She pulled a real Game of Thrones. She just, uh incinerated everybody and the town and the white queen basically just ran away which she kind of bugs me in this movie i'm like what are you doing you're not doing much girlfriend you're just waiting for alice to show up but um that's basically what happens and it definitely scars the mad hatter that whole scene i i really like his hair there though it's like really long and Where curly it's like long and yeah. curly and down to his shoulders or whatever. yeah mm-hmm. and it literally looks like it got singed off yeah like i'm pretty sure it did. that's why it's up like this yeah <laughs> um so we get like i said we get more of a backstory so now the red queen is under rule um in underland and basically, they're just waiting for this prophecy to happen where Alice, Alice. is going to defeat the Jabberwocky and On then. Frabjus Day. Oh, Frabjus Day. Kalu Kale. <laughs> oh, Kalu Kale. Kalu Kale. <sighs> Um, yep, so that's basically... Hey, I, if it wasn't for Johnny, I would give up on this movie with the words and the lingo they use. Um, you know that's what why else? I said, if it wasn't for the poem and the song, I'd be like, what are they saying? Like, because I know it's a poem. Like, if you read the poem, Louise thing, you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. You know? 
So you, maybe maybe we should put the poem. Luis doesn't like things that aren't English or Spanish, so he might not like Maybe we should put that poem in the notes so that they can see it on the crack and they can read it. If I can find the whole poem, then I, then I absolutely I think will. it's just called The Jabberwocky. Uh, yeah, this is the Wikipedia article for it, but I don't yeah. necessarily have the whole poem itself. Um, I will say that the White Queen, played by Anne Hathaway, she okay. So when she shows up, she's um, she's like meeting with the with the dog, right? The, the Bayard. That's how she walks. Bayard, the the bloodhound, who is like on kind of opposite sides of of the war at this point. He's so cute. And so she's like pretending to be all prissy and fancy with her with her uh, her her guards and her and her maids or whatever. And then she sees the dog and she's like, "Oh, excuse me for just one moment." And then she like runs over <laughs> and becomes like real with the dog. And her mannerisms in this are are so odd and out there. Her hands are always up here at her shoulders constantly. There's no no they've never dipped below her her chest at all. They're always up here. And and at first it's, it's really weird to me, but as the movie went on, uh, I could see that she was just <laughs> playing up this silly princessy queeny character and it, it really started to grow on me so by the end when she's swinging this uh arm around i i'm, I'm dying laughing i love <laughs> i love everything Anne yeah. does in this movie at the end when she was well, and it's like, but- like the blood from the jabberwocky and she like shuddered she was like, <sighs> was like calm <laughs> down girl it's funny too because i know you said that you don't like the sequel to this but it's funny because the sequel for people who haven't seen it gives all the backstory on why the red queen really does hate the white queen and feels like she has a really good reason to hate her not just because she's like pretty and white queen or whatever Mm -hmm. she has like her her reasons and so that's what makes it even funnier when you rewatch this movie because Anne Hathaway is or the white queen is intentionally playing up this goody goody act right. because of what you find out in the second one. So when you rewatch it, you're like, dude, this is freaking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if I remember that. It. I'll probably have to go back and rewatch the second one. Yeah. Even if you don't like like the premise of the movie, I think the backstory is really good because it right. gives you like why the Mad Hatter is so crazy on top of just like his house burned down and stuff. And it gives you like why. The Red Queen hates the White Queen because they are sisters and there is like a major moment of trauma with them. Um, so it's it's just funny that she's so extra. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I liked it. You thought it was funny? I thought, it, I thought she was pinpoint. As I thought it was funny. Whatever she, if that was the role, Anne Hathaway nailed it. You know? I, I like Anne Hathaway a lot. No. Like I think she does good in whatever she does. But she she plays a lot of different styles, but I think she nailed it, too. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I liked her in this. We haven't... Um, I also like the Red Queen. Who is that girl? She's in she's in Sweeney Todd, oh, too. Oh, it's Helena Bonham Carter. Thank you. I'm like, what's her name? I love... I thought her. you were like, you don't know who she is. Like, oh, I know excuse you, is. Bellatrix Lestrange. I literally love you her. Helena Bellina Carter? Yeah. Helena, Helena Carter. Uh, By but, the way, Sweeney Todd is on Netflix right now, and I'm like dying to watch it. Hmm. So I'm going to have to put it on. You should watch it right now. Uh, uh, yes. So good. Helena Bottom Carter. Just so you know. Yes, go ahead. I'll have you know. I'll have you know. That Louise said her name wrong one time, and I can never get it right again. Actually, Helena, I said it. I always say her name wrong. Well, now, since then. No. Helena Bellina Carter. Even when I don't do it on purpose. Helena Bellina. Helena Bellina Carter. 
I always call her that, even when I'm genuinely so, trying to call her by her name. I can't call her anything else. <laughs> Helena Bellina Carter. <laughs> Helena Bellina. That's hilarious. Um, Helena Bellina Carter was also, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but she was the wife of Tim Burton at the time of this movie. They so, were married, she was right? married to him? She and, and Tim Burton were married for a really long time. That makes sense. She kind of yeah. wild. But, and Tim Burton and just she kept... opened their... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he kills her in all of his yeah not not only does he kill her but he also like um has johnny depp make i, I would divorce Lou too if he's out in there killing me i didn't know they were married that makes things very interesting yeah so we, i can't wait to watch sweeney we todd should watch now sweeney todd. Yeah, For I, sure. love, oh, I love that movie. they weren't married at this movie yeah they were i think so. i believe they were yeah, mm-hmm. i think they got it was prior to 2010 i thought they got a divorce like more recently than that yeah no? i think it was pretty or, recent Honestly, it makes sense that she's married to him because they're both kind of wild. You know what I mean? Yeah, they both got crazy, frizzy hair, you know? <laughs> she has such a distinct look. She is so pale. <laughs> so pale. And this character fits her very well. She did it. Oh, I guess so. 2014. Yeah, she was, she was married to Tim Burton from 2001 to wow. 2014. Wait a second. She was also married to Kenneth Branagh, who... um was the uh oh he played Gilderoy Lockhart in um in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. She was, <laughs> she, was she was married to him from 1994 to 1999. Wow. Helena. Michelle said she a freak. Uh <laughs> getting her Belena Carter on. <laughs> Helena Belena. Okay. I see what I call you Belena. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so probably how they got her too. They're like Belena. Belena. <laughs> Uh, get in here, girl. Um, you so know, it's really know. funny, though, because her, I mean, obviously there's CGI and makeup and all of that, but, like, we've seen a lot of her head, and, like, it perfectly, like, it's set perfectly for this character. She got a big a head, like, dude. Big old head and this big old hair. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> but, like, she has a big head, too, but I think it's because weird she has look- so much hair. I mean, the head is pretty big, but yeah, the hair is also very big. Yeah, and it's that's what I'm saying. Head. Like she always looks like she has this huge head. Okay, because but of if all you see, babe, I thought you were going to set it up so you could put it on the TV for the listeners. But oh. if you see like her in the costume for it, it looks really good. What like do you mean? her in the costume for the Red Queen, without the Queen the of Hearts, without the CGI. Oh. Because they obviously acted it out and they CGI'd over it. Okay, Andre's going to bring it up so we can show it to you guys. Like, she looks exactly like it. Like, it's insane. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, she is a perfect fit for this oh, character yeah. just visually. Like, without even, like, all the guy in the head <laughs> stuff that they added to her. She Okay, we're going to share this screen with you really quick. On top of being a crazy, like... <laughs> okay, so you can okay, see Okay, so here. this is her, like, the... This is the big CGI. Head. Oh, I thought that was normal. And that's her. And that's normal. Oh. So if you jump back and forth from. <laughs> so you're saying there's Whoa, no Whoa, the head got way bigger. You're right. Whoa. Nah. I feel like it's just her body got smaller. Yeah. Right. But no, look, I mean, they obviously had to resize. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they just made the body smaller because the hair and the makeup and her face look the same. Well, but. I, I, I mean, between these two images, you can see what shrinks and what what gets bigger. Like her head gets way bigger, yeah. and then her body does get a little bigger as well, or smaller. Excuse me. Yeah. You see that? 
She looks good though. This is fun. I should just do this for the rest of the episode. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. This one actually looks really weird now to me. <laughs> right. Like a, she looks nuts, but the <laughs> normal. And the way this is normal. The way that that they enlarge like just her neck, you know. I don't know if you can see my mouse, but uh, just her neck on on top of the costume. Well, yeah, because she has a big head. She likes people who like look different, right? So this looks bizarre. Is- Everybody in her court is fake. They, like, got a fake nose, fake fat, fake tall um, you know what I mean? She loves it. I mean, she doesn't know they're fake, but. Yeah. Oh, fun. Oh. She likes big things, yeah. and she cannot lie. Well, and what's, what's, the, what's her, like, number one dude's name? The Knave. Um, yeah, the Marty knave. McFly. <laughs> uh, George McFly, actually. That's, uh, Whatever. Marty's dad. Uh, yeah, yeah Chris, 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 <laughs> lover. Yes, please. What's this dude's name? It's not the knave. What are they calling? Stave. 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 Stain. 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 The knave of hearts. We we almost got it. <laughs> Stain. <laughs> She's like obsessed with him, and he is so annoying. Why are you so obsessed with me? When he's like, okay, so he's tall. Basically, Alice in Wonderland decides that she wants to go save the Mad Hatter because the Mad I like how you call him. Okay. <laughs> how you call him what? Yeah. What'd you say? Alice in Wonderland. Like, you call her the whole name. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not just Alice. Whatever. There's only one. Basically, she decides that she's going to go that save girl. the Mad Hatter from the wet Red Queen's castle. <laughs> from the Red Queen's castle. That was a tongue twister. Um, because he gets captured because uh, he basically is like, run, Alice, and like throws her on this hat. She's really tiny, right? So she goes to the Red Queen's castle. <laughs> Bayard takes her there. It's really hard to say that. Try to say it, okay, Emily? The Red Queen's castle? Oh. <laughs> The Red Queen's Castle? The Red Queen's Castle. The Red Queen. (laughs) Anyway, she she gets there, and the Red Queen is having her croquet game, you know. And during the croquet game, the White Rabbit finds Alice and gives her more of the cake to make her big. Um, But she eats two bites, which is way too much. Too much. And she gets too tall. So when the Red Queen comes over there and asks what her name is, apparently she's Um from Umbridge and doesn't realize that this is Alice right in front of her. So she's even a little dim-witted. My goodness. Whatever. Um, and then she's just in the castle. Yeah. So is the Mad Hatter. And the Mad Hatter's going to hat for the queen, uh, which is hilarious to me. I love seeing all the hats he makes. They're hilarious my favorite one is the goose yeah this this might be my favorite interaction in the, in the movie. hold on we're missing two of my favorite interactions two okay, what are they? What are you in on? a row the first one is very small and it's just cute the second one Luis and i literally peed our pants okay there was pee everywhere it was so funny Gross. number one not really number one <laughs> <laughs> is when she's playing croquet and she gets the flamingo right and she's uh-huh. like ringing it out and she's gonna hit and it's gonna hit the hedgehog and yeah. the flamingo's like i'm so sorry to the hedgehog and the hedgehog's like it's okay right it's very no you guys didn't think that was cute i thought that Ooh. was just <laughs> whatever it was, okay. it was cute okay and number two when she walks in and she's like who in my tots <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, my tarts! My tarts! My tarts! 
<laughs> and she's going down the row of like frogs that talk, and then the frogs are like, hey, "Was that right?" What's funny is like, 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 did you hit? No, madam. And then she keeps going down the line, and she goes to the guy at the end, and the guy at the end, like, she like stares him down heck of hard, and then he's like. <laughs> Or he just looks over to the side, and then she looks at where he looked, and then she's like, oh, I caught your behind. <laughs> then he goes up to him, and then he's like, did you eat my talk? <laughs> and then he's like, no, that happened. <laughs> then he asked. <laughs> it was, it was kind of morbid. Because she, like, oh, then she says that she's going to eat his children. She's like, I love escargot on toast. I'm like, Ew. <laughs> Tackles them, don't. It's not morbid because it's animals, so it's not. Frog, yeah. yeah. It's pretty gross. Uh, gross, <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought it was so funny because he was like. That was a very funny Jam in the. <laughs> My favorite one from her is once Um is there and Um from Umbridge is her favorite now, right? And yeah. she, she's like, I need a pig. <laughs> she like puts her feet up on the pig. Like I love a warm hog for my for my tired feet. <laughs> belly. I love a warm pig belly under my aching feet. <laughs> okay, Weird. Calm down. Um, I like when the Mad Hatter is brought in, and he sees the Red Queen, and he goes, "What's a regrettably large head you have?" <laughs> She's like, "Thank you." <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, but th- them two together, uh, the, the the Mad Hatter and the the Red Queen, and Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. It, it's 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 a good. Uh, it's a good, good matchup. Stuff. It's good stuff. You have to assume it's really fun to work with. Like, like if you have um, an established working relationship together, hopefully you you hope they like each other, right? Like they that have they're to. there's no way they, they have to have a good working relationship. This many and like it would be so fun to like cap on each other on screen. Like I'm sure that's really fun as an actor. Right. Yeah. To be like. Your head is awfully large. Like, <laughs> Dang, Belena, you got a big old head. Did you say Belena? Belena? She said Belena. Her, her name is Helena, Helena Belena Carter. Belena Carter. Oh, Belena. Excuse me. Belena. <laughs> Dang, Belena. Okay, so so the Mad Hatter starts making the Belena. I love it. I love it. Which is pretty fun. Um, and then he realizes that he's like turned to the dark side and that he's like making hats for the Red Queen. And he starts, he's like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> he starts losing his mind. Um, Even he's, more. He's like, have I gone mad? And it's like, uh, dude, yeah, you're a little, you're like 25 years late on that one. All the best people are, though. It's all good. That's right. All the best people are. That was a fun line that uh, Alice's dad said to her. And now that she gets to pass on to this crazy dude that's in front of her who's actually crazy yeah so basically what's gonna happen is she's supposed to find the vorpal sword because the vorpal sword will slay the jabberwocky but where is the vorpal the vorpal sword the vorpal sword it's in the it's under the bandersnatch the bandersnatch's pet house dog house <laughs> Under his uh, his Dalmatian abode. I know he has a little tiny house for a Bandersnatch, but it's okay. Uh, what's really weird is her and the Bandersnatch, I guess, are homies now because she gives him his eye back. Gross. First, I would guess his eye still works, even though it got poked. Yeah, you can just pop it back in; it'll reconnect. Pop it back in; it's fine, you know. Um, yeah. So they're even. He kind of licks her wound on her arm. He's like, "Sorry, girl. 
and it gets healed, and uh, she gets the Vorpal Sword. Um, and then while all this is happening, this is the nastiest part of the movie. Mr. Knave, Mr. Stain, Stain, goes up to Um and, like, corners her, and it's like, I like tall women. <laughs> I was like, you Big are women. disgusting. Gross. But I feel like the only reason he did that is because the Red Queen was like, like is in love with Stain. Oh right. And Stain is like, come on, it's better to be feared than loved, right? Like, please leave me alone. I guess. Get off. But girl. I mean, she also chopped off her husband's head and yeah. in the river. I, I so. think he's 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 trying to go for the less the least lethal choice. He's like, hey, I'm gonna try and get a, climb this tall girl real quick instead of uh, dealing with old big head over here. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. But it's fine. They get away. So let me move the story along real fast. Yes. She gets the sword. She gets it. She gets on the banner snatch. Right. The white queen. She yes. gets to the white queen. The white queen's like, yay, but now I need a champion. And everyone is like, okay, Alice, get up in there. And she's like, I can't do it. I'm not Alice. So they make her small. They get new you know, clothes for her. She goes and talks to Absalom. Absalom's like, wow, you're much more Alice than you used to be, but you're not quite yet. And then it happens. She gets like mad at him. She's like, dude, my name's Alice. My mom's name is this. My sister's name is that. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And? And then she like remembers it, which is weird. Well, because he says, you're so dim-witted. Like, this place is Underland, but you always used to call it Wonderland. And she was like, wait, Wonderland? I know that. Right. But she didn't know Underland. You know what I mean? So. And then she's like, now oh. I'm Alice. It wasn't <laughs> a dream. I actually was here and I was a kid. Yeah. She, she gets, just has PTSD, <laughs> I guess. She's forgetful. She gets a huge um, then, of confidence. Now. Those, we all know that the author who wrote Alice in Wonderland did a lot of you know what. And I guess Tim Burton was like, Lewis Carroll was on acid? Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty much. And I think <laughs> the point is that she did a lot of that when she was in Wonderland that she didn't remember it. What? That's she what was I'm a kid? Saying. That's what you think was, <laughs> we were supposed to take away from her? Yeah, that? that's why she only dreams about it. She's like, I can't remember it. Pretty sure she was like seven. So if she was on acid, hey, I'm What are you talking over. about? She was nine years Whatever. old. She went into this uh, magical place. She missed... Uh, placed Underland for Wonderland and then thought it was a dream for years and years and years and now it's come back up as like past trauma and uh, she can remember again. I don't necessarily know if she was dosing herself with (laughs) with drugs. She was microdosing. (laughs) So here's the deal. The Mad Hatter's still stuck in the Queen's Castle. He's gonna get his head chopped off. He's gonna get he's gonna be offed and um, chess Chessie, he comes in and he saves the day because he um, had fleed the day that the White Queen was dethroned the first time. So he pretends to be the Hatter when he gets out, when he gets taken out to have his head chopped off. And he uh, floats the hat back to the real Hatter. They lead an uprising and run to the White Queen's castle. And now the Red Queen knows it's about to be Frabja's day up in here. Calling the Jabberwocky. A frab just day, okay. So basically, the next part is just a frab just day. <laughs> um, yeah, they 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 have a, a a war basically. Well, they go there. They're like, choom choom choom, red people, choom choom choom, white people. Uh, hey sister, we don't have to fight. It's gonna be okay. Now you stuck. I'm the oldest. 
and I get the crown. We're fine. Where's your champion? And mine's a Jabberwocky. Yours is just a little girl named Alice. <laughs> and that's basically how it goes. <laughs> this is exactly Pretty how much. I remember it. That's how it goes. Especially so, with the little hand people, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, the queens aren't going to fight. They have to have champions for themselves. So the I don't dig queen it. has the Jabberwocky, and the white queen has an Alice with a Vorpal sword. Oh, man. Good match. Yeah, it's a pretty the cool match. thing, though. I like the idea that she doesn't have to fight the Jabberwocky because I would think to myself, like, what 19 year old girl is going to be able to fight this, it's like, the thing? But the sword is the adversary. Yeah. And is the sword wants to kill the Jabberwocky. Yeah. So I think enemy. that's really cool. Jabberwocky's like, ah, oh, my old enemy. And I was like, we've never met. He's like, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they even say, like, the sword knows what to do. You just have to swing it, you know. It's sounds like Gryffindor to me. I don't know. I'm just Word. saying. Yeah, sounds like the sword of a, Gryffindor. A giant chess match and a, a sword that, that knows everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's a Harry Potter ripoff. I'm pretty. Harry Potter ripoff? I feel like J.K. Rowling was like, ooh, I like this. I'm going to put this in my book. Who knows? Who knows? Jabberwocky pole. Anyways, basically, all in all, she slays the Jabberwocky, cuts his head off. All of the red uh, cards are like, we don't follow you anymore. And she gets banished to the outside lands with Mr. Stain and their handcuffed together. And it's literally the most hilarious part where he tries to, like, kill her for a hot second. He's like, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. He's like, kill me. Kill off of my me. head. I can't yeah, like, that sucks. I don't and then they're just screaming because they don't want to be together. It's hilarious. (laughs) Literally hilarious. You know what I thought was very, very, very funny? And it was a little bit, like, underplayed. Is at one point, uh, Stain, he already has a heart-shaped eye patch on one eye. And then he gets stabbed in the other eye. (laughs) It was very silly. Did you hear that at all? Because my microphone was away from my mouth. He had one eye patch on his eye, and then he gets stabbed in the other eye, which is very funny. Stain. Stain. Uh, Andre thinks eye stabbings are funny. And there's like 14 of them. There's a lot of eye stabbing in here. There There really is. A lot of eye stabbing. Oh, and then there was like this this running joke throughout that he was going to do a a Fruger housing dance if they. The Futterwacken. Futterwacken dance. Futterwacken. Which was very weird. I feel like I'm cursing every time I say one of these weird words. (laughs) Futterwacken. I feel like I'm not allowed to say some of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, he, Luis uh, was very concerned about the futter whacking. He was like, <laughs> he saw it and he's like, his head didn't move. Uh, oh, his head moved. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah, body was in front of his head was staying. And that was the worst part of this movie. I swear, if it was not Johnny Depp, I would have literally <laughs> stabbed my eyes out. It was the worst. Speaking of stabbing eyes, <laughs> I envied uh, this. Banter snatches right eye. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, anyways, the White Queen is the ruler now. She gets some blood from the the Jabberwocky. And if Alice drinks it, it shall take her home if that is what she so desires. So she decides to go home and says she'll be back, basically, like, for the Hatter, you know. Um, Matt Hatter doesn't want her to go. He's like, you should stay here with me. We could like hang out and chill and be crazy together. She's like, I gotta go take care of some stuff at home first, though. I um, need to go home and say heck no to Hamish, okay? What she does, she goes home. She's like, I'm not marrying you. 
you're not the man for me. And, and she crip walks in front of him. She's like, peace out, Percy Weasley. I'm done with you. Yeah, with her no stockings. <laughs> Gasp. And so the next part of this movie is a little bit of a stretch to me because Hamish's dad owns the company that well, her dad had now. And she basically suggests that they trade with China and he offers her to be an apprentice of the company, which in the 1870s for a lady to do that, I'm pretty sure that would never happen. She's a witch. <laughs> like it was a stretch. Yeah. And even that guy's like, you know, if anybody else was telling me this, I would be like, what? But I think it's because it's her dad or whatever. Right. But I'm, they just they just glossed over the fact that she was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to China real quick. Because that would not have happened. They probably would have put her in an insane asylum. Well, I mean, the the fact that she had the the go ahead by the the, the leader of the company or whatever. Plus, yeah. plus, I think everybody there was like, "Yeah, she's weird. Send her off. Let let her go wherever she wants to go. We don't have to deal with her I anymore. Guess. We can have our our normalcy around here without Alice." It's a great ending. I'm just saying that that probably wouldn't have happened. I mean, well, yeah. probably not. Yeah. But then again, in every movie where the guy gets the girl and they kiss and the sunsets probably wouldn't happen either. Right. I mean. yeah. Nah. We're, we're, oh, dog. Nah. Ariel's a human now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, and then a, 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 a uh, Absalom-shaped butterfly uh, lands on her shoulder as the, as the movie ends and she sails Hello, off into Absalom. the sunset. Mm-hmm. Cute. It's a good movie. I like it. That was my butterfly, just saying so you know. That was pretty good. It looked pretty pretty accurate. It would be it was cool because when Andre and I went to the the Mickey's not uh Halloween party. <laughs> Nobody's <at>, nobody <laughs> Well we went to the Mickey's You guys Halloween. both missed it. He oh, he started. We saw on. it. We saw it. We saw it. When but as always the, um, oh Mickey's Halloween party. At California Adventure, he was taking a photo. <laughs> last, I know. Last fall, they had the different characters that you could meet, and they had the this version of the Mad Hatter, and it was so 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 cool. Like they That's should have so that. Cool. They should have that Mad Hatter in the parks more because he is very old. <laughs> well, it's funny because Luis has a. I don't know a he very fond like Mad Hatter. No, that's not true. He has a very fond place in his heart for Mad Hatters. He really, which I want to say the first time he saw the Mad Hatter might have been here, but I want to say it was from Once Upon a Time. Yes. Okay. With Jefferson played by Bucky. Yes. So when in, in the first season of Once Upon a Time, the Mad Hatter shows up and he literally is in like one or two episodes. It's very, very short, but that person, that, um, (coughs) that characterization of this of the Mad Hatter was super cool. And it was played by the guy who plays Bucky. It was, um, cool. And it was really, really, it was really cool. So from then he was like, Oh my God, I love the Mad Hatter, whatever. So then he saw this movie really liked the Mad Hatter, different interpretation, but really liked it. And then we went to the parks. Right. And Michelle, you remember Luis was like trying to talk to the Mad, Hatter. Like the Mad Hatter that time. He was like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And blah, blah, blah. So then we watched that version and he was like, Oh no, 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 no. And I he was don't mad like too because I remember I was like trying to take a picture with the Mad Hatter and he kept walking away from me and Luis was like getting mad for me. He was like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And Jefferson. Then he tried to do a, the spin-off Once Upon a Time in Wonderland because he was kind of popular and it didn't like stick. 
but he was like a really good character. Well, the first few seasons of Once Upon a Time were the bee's knees. I really love how you remembered that his name was Jefferson. That's hilarious because I did not remember that. That's a BA name. That's a cool name. I love the interpretation of Peter Pan (laughs) on Once Upon a Time. So good. It was really cool, too, because, like, in that interpretation, the hat was magical. It wasn't, like, the hat had more significance. And, like, I want to say he could, like, open realms and stuff with, like, the inside of the hat. Yeah. That's interesting. So it was really – it just – there's a different interpretation of the Mad Hatter in Batman. He's a he's a Batman villain, and he uses his hats to do mind control. So all of his hats are like technologically advanced, and on the inside, there's mind control devices on his hats. So he puts his hat on, and then he he, he can put another hat on a on a henchman or whatever, and it'll control his mind or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. So Batman has to fight him, and he's he's normally pretty nuts, pretty schizophrenic, uh, <laughs> and psychopathic. Uh, in his, in his is he called the Mad Hatter? Yeah, he's called the Mad Hatter. Oh, interesting. And he's obsessed with a girl named Alice, and he keeps kidnapping blonde girls named Alice, and you know, hiding them up. And Batman has to go save. Them. Oh it's, my gosh! Unfortunate. But it, it does kind of remind me of the Mad Hatter from this movie. Like he's he's uh, a little bit off of his rocker, and when he gets into that Irish brogue, scary type, it 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 feels similar to him being a supervillain. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I liked. Emily, you made me I called really, him a super killer in my notes a couple times. Really yeah. want to rewatch like the first three seasons of Once Upon a Time until that episode where we said it should end. I think that was the third season. I want to rewatch it now. So good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, did this movie make some money? Season. I've watched it like times the first couple. Um, seasons. this movie did make some money indeed. Uh. Let's see here. This movie had a budget of $150 million. Okay. And at the box office, it made $1.25 billion. Okay. This movie made a buttload of money. Well, Hot diggity dog. Okay. Schmoneys. Yeah. And you know why? And I kind of agree with Luis on this. I think it was because they put Johnny Depp in there as the Mad Hatter. People can't resist Johnny Depp in a movie. People you can't resist I mean? Johnny Depp in a wig, okay? They see him in yeah, a wig, and they're like, Johnny oh, Depp in a wig and, and makeup. makeup. Like, yeah. Let's be real. The makeup was so good on him. I was like, come on. This should be illegal. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> they, they, they should got- be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, when his makeup looks better than mine, it's like, geez. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can I get a what, what? Uh, yes, I, I do know what you mean. <laughs> hard well i mean i believe that it made that much money because it's very popular now i want to say i think i read oh go ahead well i was just gonna say that surprisingly enough despite uh, despite how much money it made oh it's not a good score on the tomato meter it only has a 51 percent and the audience score is only 55 yeah it says the critics consensus Tim Burton's Alice sacrifices the book's minimal narrative, coherence, and much of its heart, but it's an undeniable visual treat. So it looked good, but apparently they didn't uh, think that the story was that great. I like the story. It was simple, to the point. And a divergence from its original, which I, I liked. Yeah, I like that stuff. So whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what? You know what? I like whatever. it. It had... Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with the score. Um, I think it was much better than that. I think it was like a solid, solid movie. 
Um, of course there's pitfalls. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but anytime you take an animated feature and try to turn it into like full length live action, there's going to be pit holes or pitfalls Someone's or whatever. Say something like it doesn't matter. Someone's going to say I, something. I, Maybe it's because right. I'm not a huge fan of the original that much that I like this one better too. You know what I mean? Mm. It could be. Well, and I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan all the time. I think sometimes it's a little too dark for my taste. Like I get that people are really into his stuff, but this was just enough fantasy, just enough Tim Burton, just enough scary, just enough whimsical fun. <laughs> like I think it hit all of the um, the elements really well to be cohesive. I liked it. I agree with that. Let's go ahead and uh, do our ratings because our internet is starting to, <laughs> <laughs> to crap out. Starting to crap out on us. So let's go ahead and start with you, Luis. What are you going to rate this movie? He's thinking intently. No, oh, okay. I think we have about a eight and a half. That was good. The dance really freaked me out. <laughs> I like that the fire wagon. You would have given it a 9.5 had it not been hey, for the hey, Also, I'm saying they hyped up this dance all movie long. I was expecting the guy to do a triple somersault midair and land into a split, and he does that. I mean, his head spin all the way around. That was and cool. his torso. No, there was nothing hyped about that dance. I was. Thoroughly disappointed. I'm going to do the photo wagon next time I'm over at your guys' house. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> okay, Emily, you're up. Hopefully hopefully that's soon, Andre. Hopefully yeah, that's... Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it like an 8.5. I'm going to give it 8.5. You want to know why? The music was good. The score's yeah. really good. I Danny liked it a lot. On the track. Danny Elfman. Of course. It was really good. I liked the imagery. I liked the connections to the original story. Um, I agree with you. Tweedledee and Tweedledum were probably my least favorite thing. Um, but that guy looks just like that. So it's honestly a casting discrepancy. <laughs> I like Tweedledee and Tweedledum better in the animated. But they were less annoying in this one, which was nice. Because in yeah. the original one, um, I thought the casting was great. And I liked the Cheshire Cat much better in this one than I did in the original. So I'm going to say 8.5 for all those reasons. All right. I'm also going to give this movie an 8.5. It is very visually appealing. It is a good play off of the original Alice in Wonderland. It was based off of the Jabberwocky poem, which I really like. I think that's cool. Um, and I like Tim Burton a lot. I like Tim Burton movies. The Darkness didn't bug me. I think what bugged me is if they were going to go that way, they should have just gone a little more. Um, like, the chopped up heads were kind of just, like, creeping me out. But it, the rest of the movie wasn't. You know what I mean? So it seems so out of place. And they were also trying to make the Red Queen funny. So it was like, were you trying to make her funny or dark? Because you needed to choose one. Like, I get he was probably trying to be more kid-friendly, uh, but I just didn't. There was a disconnect with that there with me, especially for a Tim Burton movie. Mm. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half. It is one of the best uh, live-action reimaginings that Disney has done, in my opinion. Andre. 
Um, yeah, I think I agree with all of you guys, basically. Um, I think I'm going to give it an 8.0. Um, I really liked it. It was, it was fun. It was funny. And it, it looked really beautiful, uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledee aside. Uh, I, I think there was like a, a fairly slow moment or, or two towards the end of the movie, like getting from the second act into the third act, like after, after the Red Queen and the, and the Hatter hang out for the first time, it, I feel like it moves a little bit slowly until the chapter walk comes out and then, and then the movie picks back up. Um, so it's not perfect, uh, but I, I did enjoy it for the most part. And you're right. The score is really, really good for, for this movie. I think, I think that I definitely took the score away from this movie uh, and held it with me for these past 10 years since, since my last viewing of it. Uh, I really like that 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 Alice Alice theme. So eight point for for me. Good job, Disney. Good job indeed, Disney. Um, all right, that's been it for Alice in Wonderland this week. Uh, next time we are gonna <laughs> give you some more live action remake goodness. We are going. This to is re- how I feel about it. <laughs> we are going to review the twenty nineteen live action Disney Plus film, Lady and the Tramp. Yay. Some freaky dogs. I, I'm down to watch it, but uh, I think I think people know how I feel about live action remakes in general. It ain't a good consensus for Michelle, so we'll see how this one is. I'm fully expecting to go into this with just being like it's a dog movie. I've heard a lot of feedback about this movie where the dogs were like uber freaky, right. so yeah. I'm really interested to pay attention to that. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I remember from the trailer that the dogs definitely look weird and they don't look uh, great. But uh, I'm hoping that the, the the story and the characters and the voice acting plays out. Now uh, this will be interesting since this is a Disney Plus original. We're not really going to have any money or ratings. That's true. So we'll have to figure out how we want to do that or yeah, look into I'll, that. So I'll that'll see be if fun. I can find I'm sure they'll be rate. I'm sure that we can find people's ratings online though, even though yeah. it might not be like a money uh, yeah. score. For sure. Word. For sure. Yeah. Word, word, word. I'm excited. First because plus original. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. I'm interested to see caliber-wise what the difference is. Yeah, yeah, me too. How much money they putting into this stuff. And you guys can all tune in. So Yes. Uh, so check us out next Monday for that. If you have Disney+. Plus. In the meantime, um, hang out with us on social media. We are at the Waldfold Pod on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go there. Uh, leave a message in the com or, or leave a comment telling us what you liked about the movie, uh, what you thought about Alice in Wonderland. If you like this better than the animated version, um, if you're uh, on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get no. podcasts, click subscribe. Uh, what did Louise just whisper to you? Are you not allowed to say? He's telling me quietly, let it go. That's what he's telling me right now. <laughs> because of the Olaf on my shirt? No. I'll, I'll tell you guys when we stop recording. Because, right. can I tell them? Come on, no, the listeners need this. Luis was like, Luis is like, he just whispers, what, what do you mean we're going to record that next week? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you think we're going to record it right now? And he's like, no, I thought we were doing this every two weeks. Luis, we've been doing it every week for like the past month and a half. Dude, quarantine <laughs> is ruining everything. It has been like six episodes, dude. <laughs> oh. okay. I have no idea that we've done this every week for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hashtag quarantine life, okay? He's got quarantine oh my God. brain.
for surezies. How many? Four this, is our, this is our seventh quarantine <laughs> this episode. This is the seventh quarantine. This is our seventh episode. week in a row where we've recorded an episode. Anyway. Seventh week? Yeah. yeah. This is our seventh one. Lady in the Tramp will be eight. So you've been quarantined for seven weeks. Remember when we thought this was going to be a cute temporary thing? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to join us in our, in, in our misery, go ahead and uh, send a message to contact at thewallballpod.com or read your message on also, the Also, I'm, show. like, really mad I wore this shirt specifically so Luis would, like, diss it, but he didn't. <laughs> he can't even stand seeing a shirt. What? It's just a regular shirt. I don't see nothing there. Whatever. It's just I don't a see shirt. anything that's relevant. <laughs> He oh, said it's a gray shirt. It's just a gray shirt. There's nothing there. He hates him so much that he can't even see him. It doesn't exist. Blocking out the poor Olaf on that shirt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Block it There's out. nothing there. Why you guys think Olaf is there? Oh, my God. Um, Moving on. You can also send a message to us on Anchor. Uh, check that out. Um, uh, uh, support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Waltz Vault. Uh, sign up for a dollar and uh, get some extra content coming your way. All right, you guys, that's been it for this time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for some Lady in the Tramp Uncanny Valley goodness. Uh, the vault is now closed.